Welcome everybody to another episode of Entrepreneur Mind Speak. I'm Lauren with Creme de Mint, a branding and packaging design agency, and I'm here with my co-host Natalie. Hi, I'm Natalie from Cloud Create Web Development and Design based in Tampa. And today we're going to talk about how to reach six figures per month with your Shopify store. And I would like to welcome Brent Ballback. Welcome, Brent. It's great to be here. Thank you guys for having me on here. Absolutely. And we first like to hear a little bit more about your background. We know that you've written this book and I can't wait to hear about it. Um, but I want to hear a little bit about how you got here, um, what got you, you know, into the world of Shopify. Um, I know that you also work with supplement companies. So tell us, tell us a little bit more about your background and what brought you to this point to write this book. Okay. Yeah. I'd be glad to. So I'm just going to kind of go back about 10 years. I've been around marketing for a long time. I mean, I'm, I'm an old guy in the internet space, you know, compared to a lot of the, what is out there. And so I used to be an affiliate and we used to do a lot of high, high volume affiliate offers and do a lot of Facebook ads. And for anybody not familiar with affiliate, basically you're just promoting somebody else's product and they give you a commission instead of you owning the deal. But we were doing so well with it. This is back 2014, 2015, 2016. We were doing so well with it. I thought I should own my own offer. I mean, I, sh I should do this, right? I sh so I started looking, we were doing a lot of weight loss stuff and started looking for, you know, a manufacturer, supplement manufacturer. And I was living in Georgia at the time, just a little South of Atlanta. And I found a manufacturer up there and I went and talked to them. And I'd also had an agency where I did some business like B2B lead gym website building and stuff like that in the past. And ended up making a deal with a guy that owned the supplement manufacturing company where we launched a brand, a supplement brand on, and it was on actually WooCommerce. And this is a, this is a point too, is it was WooCommerce at the time. And we ended up doing pretty well. But, but the thing that happened to me was I spent a lot of money because I didn't know e-commerce. That was not my thing. I never built a brand before. So I, I hired all these gurus and experts and went to these masterminds and literally spent hundreds of thousands, like over $200,000 trying to figure this stuff out because we could get the sales and we could do this, but we couldn't, that we couldn't get our average order value up high enough, which I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but like average order value. And it's like, I was trying to find these, these things, these secrets that nobody talks about. And I, and there are secrets. And that's why I've got my little Mario guy back here because I, I use a reference of their secrets. Like when you're playing Mario, if y'all are, if y'all remember that y'all are young, you may not remember Mario, but I'm sure you, anyway, you're running through there and you don't know which block to hit where the mushroom is, right? Nobody tells you where the mushroom is in e-commerce. Everybody hides this stuff from you. So I spent all this money. To make a long story short, I ended up taking tidbits of information from all these different gurus and agencies and experts that I hired and all the things that I learned and basically created a system to where it works on Shopify now. And it it's a system to grow your business. And it, it puts everything together where like a lot of people don't understand like email or average order value or how important all this stuff is. And we ended up growing that brand. And then I started working with some other brands and, you know, teaching this stuff, implementing it and using it like an agency. And we were, did really well. I mean, we were plugging it into stores, this system that I created and like going from a hundred thousand a month to 400,000 a month, like quick, just because they weren't doing some of the back end things that where all the real money is the profits in the back end, not in the front end. So anyway, so we ended up selling a few brands and doing that. And now I've created a whole, I wrote the book and created a company called Ecom Institute where I'm going to start sharing this information to the public. And it's like, 
you know, how to build your Shopify store and do the things and, and learn how to make all these things work where you make more money. At the end of the day, we all want to make more money, right? And a lot of people struggle just because they don't know some of the secrets. And then also, so I've got Ecom Institute, and then I also own a supplement manufacturing company called Pure Private Label. We'll actually manufacture your supplement, your supplement for you. And, uh, you know, and that's kind of where we are now. So it's been, a, it's definitely been a journey the last 10 years or so. Wow. It sounds like it. So say again, like, what is the name of your book and what is the name of the supplement company? Because you were talking, you were talking real quickly and I just want to make sure that everybody, all of our listeners can hear exactly the name of both of those two things. Okay. I get excited. So I, I love this stuff. So I get excited. I talk fast. <laughs> you would think a Southern guy from Tennessee would talk slow, right? I've got a company called the Ecom Institute, ecominstitute.com. And that is where I share knowledge. I mean, and we're just starting to do this. And I also wrote a book called The Perfect Shopify Store. The Perfect Shopify Store, which will give you, I'll actually go to everybody that listens, we'll give you a link at the bottom of where you can download the digital version for free. But it's, it's 260 pages and it goes through all the things. It's not how to design the store. It's not how to code the store. It's what to do to make your store successful from everything talking about average order values and card abandonment recoveries and all the different things that go in there, how to set how the things your store needs to build trust. It's things like that. So, um, but you know, I put a lot of info in there and it's a, it's a very valuable tool to somebody to really learn what it takes to get more. We we say, get more from your store, you know, which is what we want more sales, more repeat buyers and things like that. Oh, I love that. Get more from your store. That's great. <laughs> Very catchy. So, and and your supplement business, what's that called again? It's pure, P-U-R-E, privatelabel.com. And we do custom supplement manufacturing. So if you wanted to start a collagen supplement brand or a sports nutrition brand, we create custom formula formulas for you. And, you know, we build the whole back end, help you with do your labels and everything. So if you want to build a supplement business, we can help you that with pure private label. And then you can join Ecom Institute and learn how to make more money from your store selling your supplements. But just to clarify too, because I don't want anybody on the this to kind of disconnect because I said supplements, the formulas that we use in the e-commerce space, it's for any kind of, it doesn't matter if I, it's skincare, it's, if I've worked with leggings companies, I've worked with cookie companies, all, the fundamentals work with anything, no matter what it is. So it doesn't have to just be a supplement store. Yeah. Any product business that this formula works for any product business. Correct. Wow. And that's so needed right now, because anytime you look for information on Shopify, growing your Shopify store, there's so much information. It's really hard to find a consolidated place that goes over these fundamental principles that every store owner really needs to know. But it would take hours and hours to try and figure that out, Googling and, you know, like you did going across all the different stores, all the different agencies. So it's amazing that you're giving this away, essentially, to the community to be able to grow their stores and become more successful. Oh, I mean, I went through a lot of trials and tribulations and like Facebook ads. I mean, like doing that and and what got me into it, it got, kind of got me into figuring out how to optimize the stuff was we were doing a lot of Facebook ads because that was my background. And it got to the point, this is in 2017 when Facebook really started changing and getting more difficult where we used to, if you, if you ran Facebook ads to e-commerce product, this is again, 2016, 2015, you could be profitable. Like you could run an ad and sell a product and actually make profit on that sale. 
That right. went away in about 2017 to where you were breaking even acquiring a customer if you were lucky or <laughs> you were losing money. You're losing money. Yep. So then I was thinking, yep. well, if my average order value is $38, man, I need, what if I, what if it's $48? What if it's $58? And that's where it got me into all this to where it's like, I started focusing on the things that really, really made a difference at the end of the day. Tell us why Shopify, why Shopify over WooCommerce? And then let's talk about what are the fundamentals the like the the best fundamentals um for your shopify store well shopify is you know people i i used to use woocommerce woocommerce was wordpress it's a word it's still out there it's a great platform but it's very hard and it, it's they have a lot of plugins and it's like you almost have to have a developer if you're going to be on woocommerce and also it's it's fairly gets hacked a lot. I mean, like without going into detail, it's like because of all the plugins and they're not updated and all that. And then you have to have it on your own server. And there's just a lot of stuff to where, especially if you're a solo entrepreneur and you're trying to do it on your own and you don't have to have a big team. With Shopify, it's, it's hosted. It's easy. All the apps are there. The biggest challenge is to figure out what apps to use, which we talk about this in the book and stuff, but it's like figuring out what apps, but like anybody can come in and open a store, right? And open a Shopify store. And they can get started in a business, right? I recommend highly that they like find somebody like Natalie that would actually build a, a good website, what I call a good website, a good clean looking website for them. But like, you know, it's just, it's an easy platform. It's more expensive a little bit, but it's worth it because it's always up. Used to when we were on WooCommerce, you go to bed one night. I don't know if y'all if y'all had this happen, but like you go to bed at night, you wake up and your store's gone. Yeah. The server went down. Right. Well, now you know. I've had many WooCommerce clients of mine have trouble with that and want to migrate to Shopify for that exact reason. And they think that they can maybe recoup some of the losses from whatever host they're using. But there's those hosts, they have very tight policies in place in order to protect them from that. So if your store is down and you lose the money from a day or a week or three days or whatever, like that's that's missed opportunity right there. Or you lose everything. Your, your, yeah. your stock gets hacked, you lose all your customers. So, yeah. so that's the thing. And then on the on like the fundamentals or the foundation, the number one thing to me is clean. It needs to be a clean design that's easy to navigate. It needs to be fast, which is another reason to use Shopify and, and maybe have a fast theme that your site's built on that's customized. So clean, speed, and then build it for mobile. Depending on what, basically, and depending on what kind of niche you're in, 80 to 90% of your traffic on your store is going to be mobile. So your mobile needs to be, you need to build it for mobile. And then the web, the desktop will be okay. I mean, desktop lab, it'll look good, but like build it for mobile, be sure it's easy to uh, navigate, be, be sure it's fast and be sure the checkout process is good and easy. As a next kind of question, and I think this kind of builds on what you were already talking about, within your book, you were talking about understanding what creates profit in your business and how to grow that profit and what would be the number one, and out of those things, what would be the one number one thing you recommend um, to really increase that profit? And I think everybody should grab a pen and write this down because once you understand what I'm about to say, it's going to ch it changes the whole dynamic of what you're trying to do. And that is this. Most people are in the product business and they're trying to sell a product. What everyone is in is in the marketing business. And our marketing business is building a brand that sells products and creates a community. So here's the, again, 
you're a marketing company and don't don't wig out on this but it's it's something to realize because if you don't know how to market something you're not going to have any sales you're not going to have any profit right so the more you can learn and understand about marketing and there's there's a lot of stuff out there with this it's i'm a marketing company that's building a brand that sells products and creates a community and then it goes back to the where it changes your mindset to where instead of you know instead of you're just trying to sell this little widget now you're trying to build a brand like mm -hmm. let's build a brand because the selling widgets has no long-term value right if you want to exit your company or whatever you could sell it but it's it's a brand is what's what you're building because if you can build a brand you can get you can get a bigger multiple for it and you create a community and you get people come back and one one of the a company that I love to use as a reference for this is Solo Stove. Are y'all familiar with Solo Stove? No. It's S-O-L-O Stove, solostove.com. And they're great at branding and they're great at community and they're great at email. So like, it, and they, it's just a really good, I would recommend everybody. I'm not an affiliate. I should be because I, I send a lot of people to them, but like they do a good job of like making you want to be a part of something. So, you know, if you want to be a part of a brand, well, then you're going to support the brand, right? And you would think with a, that Celestove sells like fire pits and stuff that are, and they're, and they're awesome. But like, you would think, why would anybody buy a fire pit more than one time, right? We bought like five products from them. And it's yeah. because they're really good at the brand. They're really good at the community. They're good at doing things like adding other products, which like we talk about with lifetime value and AOB and all that. So it's really more understanding where you are so it's like and and i had to learn a lot of this by like reading books and doing a lot of things to where it's like what makes people buy yeah. and then the last part of that would be i think every entrepreneur should know especially on shopify should know how to do everything a little bit they should know mm -hmm. how to do a little bit of their web like make a change on their website they should understand facebook ads they should understand what all email just just enough to understand it because i saw a lot of i've seen a lot of people that I'll hire an agency to do Facebook ads, for example. Well, that agency maybe knows nothing about the thing they're doing and they start doing weird stuff, but you don't know they're weird because you don't know Facebook ads. So my number one recommendation, and it, and it kind of goes back to the whole thing of having, being able to build profit is, you know, understand marketing more, learn more about marketing, and also really understand the, the core fundamentals of your business too. That is an amazing mindset shift. I like, I think so many people, I've seen many, many people, especially throughout the years um, when knowledge was even harder to get back in the day of like, oh, they create this amazing product. They're so excited about their product. They love their product. It's their baby. They spend whatever amount of time developing it, getting it perfect. And then it just sits in the warehouse or in their garage or wherever. And like, they never took that datum that you're saying of, you're actually a marketing company. Your job is not to make these beautiful products. Your job is to get them into the hands of the people that would want them. And that is a huge shift between something that someone can have and is kind of like a static idea versus marketing, which is a very fluid, very active, participating kind of element of the business, which is really where the attention needs to be. That's that's amazing. I definitely think everyone needs to hear that and write it down. Well, and, and as another example of that, so we're in a supplement manufacturing business, right? So we have people all the time come to us and they've got a better formula. They're, they've got the best pre-workout formula ever made. And it's the greatest thing. And it's going to be $99 because of all the stuff in it. And people are going to buy it just because it's a great formula. They don't sell anything. The marketing companies that have a 
average product, which you go look at the top supplement brands, average ingredients, pretty much. I mean, all of them have the same thing. It's marketing is what is, is what sells it. It's the marketing side for sure. So let's dive into how you built uh, multiple businesses online to over $1 million per month. Um, do you have like a specific like traffic formula to reach that $1 million per month? Yeah, so the, the the traffic thing is something that, you know, out of all the things that I talk about with people or or especially in initial conversations, it's traffic is one of the biggest hurdles or biggest challenges that people don't understand or they or they they struggle with. Um and what I found was with with the successful brand today, because it's the, the mark that's different today than it was five or six years ago. It's changed dramatically, right? So the thing that I see work the best today is when a company or a brand can generate the majority of their front of their cold traffic. So cold traffic is people that's come to the website for the first time. They, they've never heard of the brand. They've never been to the website. And maybe they see an influencer or something or an ad and they click it and they go to the website. So cold traffic that's never purchased. If you can generate a large amount of your cold traffic from quality influencers, and this is very challenging. So when I say this, this is not easy, but but when you crack the code on it, it you can build a you know a big, big brand, which is which I'll talk about. And so the perfect formula from what I see now with the brands I work with is going to be about 70%, 70, 75% of your traffic from influencers. And when I say influencers, I mean like this, you can be an influencer. If you've got a YouTube channel and you've got subscribers, well, you're your own influencer, right? And I think every brand should have their own YouTube channel, by the way, but it's going out and finding these brand ambassadors or influencers that are going to either that you do longer term deals with seem to work better. And the biggest challenge with doing the influencer is finding influencers that can actually sell product. Mm -hmm. A lot of influencers can drive traffic to your website but they can't sell anything. Like we, I literally worked with a guy that has 3 million subscribers on YouTube. He's one of the biggest names in like bodybuilding and stuff. And we work, worked on a brand with the guy and he couldn't sell anything. Like literally he would do a post and do like a thousand dollars in sales and he's got 300,000. Well, another brand that I work with, and this is the one I was telling you about Lauren, had a guy with 70,000 subscribers on YouTube. And he did, he came out of the gate and did $200,000 in sales his first month. So, so this is a supplement brand. And like, so I started working with the brand. I showed you this video, Lauren, I think is what it, they were doing $130,000 a month for about two years. That was their average from 130. I started working with them in August of 2020. They did zero email, zero text messaging, zero card abandonment. All their traffic was from influencers because one of the owners had a big YouTube channel and they just drove traffic. So I started plugging all this stuff in with like email and all the things we talk about. Um, and they went from 130,000 in August of 2020 to like 1.4 million in January of 2021. And then from that point, they've done 55 million a year for the last two years. And oh all their 70, they're like 90% of their traffic's from influencers, but I, that it's, they, they're just really good at it. But so 70, 75% of your traffic from like influencers, affiliates, and then like 25 to 30% of your traffic from paid ads. Mm -hmm. That's the formula. If you can get that to work, it, it's really good. And I, I have a question on that. Like, how do you find these influencers that can sell your product? Whatever product you're selling, you have to know, you have to, 
to just do anything. You have to have an audience, you have to have an offer, and you have to have the message, right? So like if you're if you're selling a product that's toward 18-year-old guys that play hockey and you're you're using 70-year-old women that are playing cards as your image, I mean, this doesn't work. I know that's an extreme example, but so it's you, you have to get the right audience, the right message, the right offer. So then you with whatever niche you're in, you want to go try to find people on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or whatever that are in your niche, if it's fitness or widgets or whatever, and start looking at them. And it's it's absolutely, I don't want to discourage anybody or anything, but like it's the hardest thing in the business, Laura, Lauren, right now is to be able to, you can get influencers. And, and the last thing you want to do is go pay some influencer firm because there's firms out there you can, agencies, you can pay five, 10 grand a month to, and they'll find these magic influencers that are going to change your world. It don't happen. I mean, like, so what we do, depending on the size of the brand, is do a lot of grassroots stuff. Like we'll, we'll hire people like in the Philippines, virtual assistants in the Philippines that are not expensive and have them tell them who our customer demographic is and give them some examples and have them go out and mass message people. And the thing, this is, this is critical. Do, never pay an influencer up front to do anything. In the beginning, what you want to do is be like, make a deal with them. Like, hey, I've got this product. I'm going to give you an affiliate code. I'll give you a free, will you do a product review for me? Blah, blah, blah. And if it does good, then we'll talk about doing something longer term. Because that keeps you, because you're going to spend a ton of money doing it, doing it the other way. So if you have an influence, the big thing to do is to find an, the best thing to do is find influencers that sell other products that you not sell, but talk about other products. Like a lot of stuff that works on YouTube stuff now is like day in the life videos, especially for the younger crowd, you know, and it'll be a day in a life video where the, the person in the video just uses this little thing for like five minutes and, but they're, it's in a 20 minute video. And then everybody goes to buy this because it was that person used it. You know, it's people are very influenceable. Is that a word? Influenceable nowadays. So the influencer finding and sourcing is it's very challenging, but if you can ever get a few, it only takes a few to like change the life of the brand. I mean, like big time. So you just really, it's like fishing. You just have to keep going out and, and, and fish. But the main thing is figure out what, who's your customer? Number one, who's your customer? So what's that customer doing? Is that customer watching YouTube or are they watching TikTok? Are they on Instagram? Are they still some of the people that actually go to Facebook? I mean, like, you know, so where's your customer? And then find somebody that looks like your customer, that your customer's probably paying attention to, and talk to them and try to do deals. And just try to be creative with, them, you know, and, and try to get them to run traffic. But the thing you definitely want to do, no matter what, is track everything. So give them a unique coupon code. Give them a new, unique, unique link. So if you give them a unique coupon code, you know if they sell $1,000 worth of stuff or 10000 or whatever, right? And you use that as a measurement to see if you want to do more stuff with them. I can talk about, here's in this, we can, close, we can talk about this for more, but like there's a book I recommend. It's called Traffic Secrets. It's by Russell Brunson. It's the guy that owns ClickFunnels. Every brand owner, every brand owner should read the book. Period and a story. You don't have to go, don't go get click funnels. You don't need click funnels. Don't buy any of his other stuff unless you just want it. It's not a pitch for that, but get Traffic Secrets on Amazon. Traffic Secrets is a great book about going in, especially for, for younger brands that are maybe you know on a tighter budget, but like how to go in and find different places where you're like blogs and forums and all these different other places where your customers live online and getting messages to them that way.
you mentioned earlier a pain point for many, many Shopify owners and any e-commerce owners that I've met, which is cart abandonment. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you solve that problem? Yeah, and it's it's cart abandonment can by itself double the revenue on a store. Cart abandonment recovery. Cart abandonment recovery. You can literally double your revenue. It doesn't matter if you're doing a hundred thousand a month, million a month, fifty thousand a month, whatever the number is, five thousand a month. If you don't have good cart abandonment recovery set up, you're you're going to be in trouble. So basic math, average conversion on Shopify stores is about three percent, right? So just doing simple math, a hundred people come to your website. 10 people add product to cart, three people check out, right? So those seven people are doing what we call they're abandoning the cart. They're leaving your website without buying. So if three people are checking out, if you could get two people to come back and check out, you've almost doubled your revenue right there, right? So when I figured this out, I was like the light bulb went on because I'm like, that's a lot of money that what can we do to... to get it right so one email so card abandonment any email like we use clavio is pretty much the email system we use and clavio has you know these it's called a flow and it's an abandoned cart flow and typically there's this is a, this is a tip for anybody watching this because typically people have three emails in their card abandonment flow or their checkout abandonment flow we do seven and so we'll see that, and then we'll do seven. And then based on what happens, we might cut six and seven out, but for sure five. You want at least five emails in your card abandonment flow. Because the whole objective is, Natalie, you come to my website. You put the, you put your product in the cart. You've been to the website before, or you've done, you know, you're a newsletter subscriber or something. So that's how we've got your email already, or you've purchased before or whatever. But once you go to the checkout, put your email address in and you leave, then we know, you know, hey, you left. We want to send you an email to try to get you to come back. So you you send them an email. Hey, uh, you, you left your purchase, blah, blah, blah. Come back. And then as that chain goes, you add discounts. So like maybe email three. So you send an email 30 minutes after somebody leaves the website. You come to the website, you leave. 30 minutes later, you get an email. Hey, come back to your cart. And then you send another one in like, three hours. Then you send another one the next day. Then you wait a day and send another one. So you have five over the period of like three to four days to try to get people to come back. So that's that's step number one is email, doing a checkout abandonment email series. <clears throat> number two is text messaging. Here's a tip on text messaging. Legally and com for compliance, with card abandonment recovery, you can only send one text message per mm -hmm. occurrence. Do not send, it's illegal to send two, they'll get in trouble. So number one's email. Number two is text messaging. Number three is retargeting. So retargeting if for ads, real quick for people who don't know what that is. Somebody comes to your website and they leave, you can retarget them with an ad because your, your ad platform, Facebook or Google or whatever, knows somebody came to the website, they go back. Everybody's done this, right? You went to a website and then you didn't do anything. You went back to Facebook and you saw an ad. And then you click the ad, maybe you're maybe not. So if you'll set up email, five a five series flow for email checkout abandonment, a one message SMS text um, flow, and set up Facebook, at least Facebook, if not more platforms, but for sure Facebook, it's almost guaranteed. I can't guarantee it, of course, because we don't know. You're going to pick up those two, two of those people that left. 
So just imagine, just imagine if you picked one up. So if you're converting at 3% and you pick one up, that's a 25% increase in sales. Just like that. If you're a $100,000 store now, you're at 125 from doing that one thing. So that's the important part of it. And if you don't do it, like, I mean, like it literally can cripple your entire business. That is, that is really, really interesting to hear. Not only that just the sheer volume of benefit that someone can have and revenue they can generate from this, but one thing that really stuck with me is the volume that's needed to actually create that. A lot of people, they set up, you know, a cart abandonment email, like, hey, you forgot something in your car, you know, just one. And they're like, oh, you know, I can't get my cart abandonment up. But no, it's it's actually five emails at least, you know, obviously people can check that is a really, really interesting number. And then having these SMS as well, retargeting, it's really covering all your bases. That's, and, that's very interesting to hear. And the best part about all, it's free almost. I mean, if you've got email and SMS anyway, it doesn't really cost much. And then the ads are, are very inexpensive and very high ROI for card abandonment. I mean, card abandonment ads are typically a six or eight row ads or return. So they do really, really well. But you y'all would be amazed at the brands that I look at. I don't do a lot of it any agency stuff anymore, but I do a little bit of email like optimization for, for brands. You'd be amazed at brands that have literally three, I'm talking million dollar a month brands that have three emails in their checkout of it. Oh my and we gosh. go in and, and you go in there and you add add two to four and you're getting this much. It's all micro. So all these things are micro improvements or micro, you know, and and then, but all those, all these little micros add up to macro. If you can do a yeah. little bit of this and a little bit with AOV and a little bit of this, and it's like, it ends up being very, very significant in the big picture. And I heard you just mention AOV. So AOV is average order value. And can you talk about why that is so important and how do you increase it? It's to me, it's the lifeblood of the whole brand. It's the lifeblood of the store is AOV. So average order value, it's the it's the your sales divided by how many orders you had in a in a period, right? So with that, with the brand I started with back in 2017, we were running Facebook ads. And I, I don't remember exact numbers. I've got a video on it, but it's like our AOV was like $29. We were selling a fat burner thing and we were doing a had a had a sample pack and this different stuff back in 17. The Facebook ads were losing money. We started focusing on the average order value. So what we added a um, second product. We were doing a dot, we did a fat burner, like a dot peel. So we did a this add-on product was a PM asleep. So we had an AM and a PM, an AM fat burner, PM flat fat burner. Well, that boosted us up to like, I don't remember exact numbers, $36 or something from 29, 38 or something like that. And then it was like, well, let's do post-purchase upsells. I'm like, post-purchase upsells on e-commerce? This is awesome. So we we, we implemented a post-purchase email. Uh, I mean, a post-purchase app. So what post-purchase means is you go to the store, you check out, and instead of going to the thank you page, you go to an offer page. So, and, and then here's another free tip. This, this is, this works every time. If somebody comes to your website and buys this and you have, and you implement and post-purchase upsell, people will buy more of the same. So they'll buy another one of these or they'll buy three more. And it's just human nature. I don't understand it, but you should, you got to understand psychology a little bit when you're doing e-commerce stuff, right? So it's like, so we put this post-purchase upsell app on, it's called one-click upsell. 
It's by Ezra Firestone. He's zip he does zip five pages and that. There's several of them. There's rebuy and um, after sale. There's like three, but we were using one click upsell at the time because it was the only one. So between adding another product and we 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 added added bundles, right? So one of the best ways to add get more average order value is to bundle products together. Like in the supplement world, we call them stacks, but like it could be, I'm working with one brand now that does leggings and they have bras and they have leggings and they have bags and it's like buy the whole bundle, right? So you can bundle, you can have complimentary products, you do upsells and everything like that. So we ended up taking that $28 AOV to $68 AOV in about eight months. And here's the, here's the reason it's so important. And this is another thing to write down. This comes from Dan Kennedy. Whoever can spend the most money acquiring a customer wins. Mm -hmm. Whoever can spend the most money to acquire a customer wins. And what that simply means is if all three of us have competitors and we're all selling these little guys and I can spend $50 to acquire a customer, you can spend $20 to acquire a customer and Lauren can spend $22 to acquire a customer. Who wins the battle in the ads? I do because I can spend 50. Mm -hmm. Does that make, I want to be sure that makes sense too, because it's like, if I can spend, if I can spend $50 to acquire a customer, meaning in my world, the, the holy grail is being profitable on a front end sale. It don't happen anymore. So now it's like, if I could just break even and acquire a customer, I'm thrilled because I know with my email stuff and all the SMS and all the things that we do, that customer is going to come back and buy again, right? So our model now is break even on a customer acquisition and get them to come back next month or the next month and buy again. And that's where I make the money. I'm making profit then because I don't have, I'm sending them an email and it doesn't cost anything. So average order value is your lifeblood of your whole business. And the higher you can get that, by having complimentary products and you know upsells, cross sales, and all that, the better you're going to be because you can take that money and spend more money on ads to get more customers, and that fuels the front end. That's that that fuels the whole thing. Just to take that one step further, how would lifetime customer value fit into all this? AOV is your fuel. LTV, lifetime value, is your profit. That's your that's where you make all the money, right? So if you have your process set up correctly to where one, you've got traffic, you've got influencers, you've got ads. Two, you've got cart abandonment set up, right? And then you've got AOV and then you've got LTV. So like I call it the three pillars. The three pillars are cart abandonment recovery, average order value, and lifetime value. If you break even on a customer acquisition, a lot of people would be like, oh no, I, I didn't make any money on this. Well, you make money by, you know, send them an email to get them to buy something else. You know, and is, is it a in the supplement world, it's or, or consumable world, it's not hard because people are going to buy a supplement more than one time. They're going to buy skincare more than one time. A lot of people will. But you go look at the solo stove analogy I get, or the example I gave you. I've ordered from solo stove five times. And you, and you know, a $400 fire pit that goes in your backyard, you're not going to order it. But what happened was I got it and they came out with these s'mores, these stainless steel rods that you put a, a s'more on. And it's super high quality, really nice. And then they have this little log kit where you, a little poker that you go, well, my wife buys me that for Christmas, right? So you have a company that sells a fire pit. This is, this is crucial too. Everybody really needs to get this because a lot of people don't think about adding complimentary products. And it's something simple that you can do 
that can get the ALV up. So I bought the fire pit and then my wife spends 150 bucks or 200 bucks. That, that sale did not cost solo stove any money because mm -hmm. I was already a customer, right? So with the LTV stuff, it's like, if you can, if you have people, your average order is like 1.5, they order from you 1.5. Well, if you can get them to two average, what'd you do? You added 25%, right? I mean, like, so, or if you get them three, if you get them to buy from you three times, you've doubled your business. If you're, if your average now is 1.5 and you can get them to order from you three times, you've doubled your business. So when you start looking at all this stuff together, it's like, well, if I had carbon recovery and I had, and I had my AOV went up, what, what would happen to everybody that's on this, that listen to this? If your average order value went up 10%, 15%. That's very doable. If you set up one click up sale in your store, you're going to add five to 10% to it immediately, immediately. And so then all of a sudden, let's say everybody on the call got one card abandonment recovery more than they're getting now. They increased their average order value 10% and they got customers to buy from them 1.7 times instead of 1.5 times. Think about what that does to the, the whole store. You've hit the holy grail, right? Quadruple your store, literally, and it will. It, it will. Yeah. It will do it. If you're not doing these things at all, or you're doing them poorly, you literally can quadruple the business. I mean, for sure. Incredible. So, what would you say is the pitfall that you see most often? If we were going to open a business and we put it in the mall, like um, people still go to the mall, I think, uh, right? Uh, you got you have traffic, right? So like if you're on the mall or, or if you're on the corner and you're at a red light, people see you and, and you probably are going to get some business no matter what you're selling. Somebody's going to come in there and just see what it is. When you build a store on the internet, nobody knows you're there. You're just out there in, in, in the black space of nothing and, and there's nothing there. So a lot of people assume that just because, you know, it's the old field of dreams, build it and they'll, they will come thing. It's like, if I just build my website, I'm going to get sales. So one is not having, not realizing they're in the marketing business, people not realizing they're in the marketing business, people that think they built a better mousetrap. So it's just going to sell mm -hmm. instead of really, you know, if somebody, if somebody hadn't already done what you're doing, it's probably because it's not a good idea. It may be because it's one of these things that's just new, right? I mean, it's Uber or whatever that hadn't happened yet. But like, if it's something that's like, you just think you've got a better mousetrap and nobody's done it, it might be because nobody wants it. And that's a, that's a very hard pill to swallow, but like market research, right? Really, I'm really going all over the place because this is a, there's like, like one thing, but the if I could just sum it up, it would be audience message offer. Mm -hmm. Do you have an audience to sell your product to? Do you know how to speak to them and communicate with them to where they will buy your product? And do you have an offer, meaning a product or, that somebody actually wants? If you don't have all three of those, you need to really think hard about what you're doing. But if you do have, but if you have one, if you have a product, you can figure out the messaging and you can run ads and you can get traffic. If you've got an audience, you need to figure out what the audience wants. So like if you're already an influencer, you have a big crowd or whatever, it's like, what, what do they want? You know, so you put it together. So you can have one of the three, but if you have all three, you have to have all three when you launch to be successful. Well, Brent, that wraps up our episode. Um, how can people get in touch with you? Man, time flies, doesn't it? I know, time flies when you're having fun. 
<laughs> yeah, so it's uh, pureprivatelabel.com is our supplement manufacturing company. We really appreciate all of your knowledge. It's been nonstop just gems that everyone needs to know. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. And that that wraps up another episode of Entrepreneur Mind Speak. Um, I'm Lauren with Creme de Mint and Natalie, my co-host with Cloud Create. And we'll see you next time on another episode of Entrepreneur Mind Speak. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.